0: Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now, here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. This episode is sponsored by the Audience Converter's VIP Funnel Breakthrough Sessions. Are you ready to grow your business to the next level? Gain clarity on what is and isn't working in your funnel and create a roadmap to increase conversions. Leave with a step-by-step action plan to convert your audience from strangers to loyal fans. Check us out at theaudienceconverter.com VIP session. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Ramesh Dantha, my guest for today. Uh, he started his entrepreneurial journey in training to be a mechanical engineer, but never worked as one. He's founded four companies after graduating college and is now a serial entrepreneur host of the Agile Entrepreneur Podcast, and author of The 60-Minute Startup, a proven system to start your business in one hour a day and get your first paying customers in 30 days or less. When he's not helping entrepreneurs get their business running, Ramesh writes about his journey in The Ascent, The Writing Cooperative, The Startup, Marketing and Entrepreneurship, among many more such complications. Ramesh, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Kimberly, thank you very much for having me on your show.
0: All right, I'm really excited to just kind of dive into your story. So tell me a little bit about the start of your entrepreneurial journey and some of the obstacles that you faced in in kind of building all these companies and kind of figuring out the agile method for yourself.
1: Okay, yeah, that's an excellent question to start with. Um, So I originally came from India, and then um, my work travels led me to Europe, and then afterwards uh, ended up in the U.S., after I uh, got settled, uh, one of the first things that I did was to incorporate a company. And I was, at that time, in information technology area. And then afterwards, I realized that um, um, it, it's, it's a business is my passion. And uh, it was a initially easy transition for me to go from an employee to a business owner because I was consulting for a company, and then the company allowed me to work for myself so it gave the contract to me. So as a result, I had an easy transition with my first company.
0: Oh, that's uh, something not a lot of people can say. Uh, a lot of us kind of leave the the corporate world, if you will, and then kind of have to navigate our our own way. But it's great that you had such a nice transition for yourself.
1: Correct. And uh, so that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I would say. And after what I realized that I really wanted to get some uh, business education uh, because that was my passion, the business. Um, then uh, I. Worked part-time as a as a consultant through my company, but went full-time to get my MBA, right? And then after I got my MBA, unlike many people who just start a business and then continue with the business, I switched back into the full-time career. So I worked for a, uh, a technology company, a large technology company in uh, marketing, business development, and in strategy for quite some time. But all along, me and my wife, we had the company that we started uh, at the beginning. So this company that we had allowed us to experiment different things that we could do uh, as an entrepreneur. As an example, when the whole internet revolution was starting, one of the things that really got fascinated uh, was this whole domain flipping, like you know, buying domains and and selling domains, and that kind of stuff. So we went into that one, and we also bought some websites, built some websites, went through the ups and downs of the Google gods
0: algorithms,
1: (laughs) right? Algorithm changes. So that allowed us to keep experimenting with different uh, businesses, and then keeping my, you know, I would say feet wet uh, in building websites while I was working full-time, so that way I could do those things.
0: Fantastic! So you you got the chance to kind of experiment—what uh, works, what doesn't work—as an entrepreneur and building your own business, while having kind of that backup plan, which is a really uh, interesting way to go about it, right? As starting as a self-employed, going back to being full-time, and then moving back into the entrepreneurial world. So uh, let me know—you know—what kinds of uh, things did you discover in your experiments? What worked best? What didn't work best in terms of building the business itself?
1: Correct. So then uh, finally, just to close that thought, um, I left full time about three years ago. And then I just said, uh, I'm not going to look back and I I want to go many things I want to do in my life, uh, so-called the bucket list. So uh, and if I don't do them now, I will never do them. So I decided to do that. While uh, I was experimenting with the different businesses, one thing I realized and one thing I found out talking to many people is that there are two challenges any aspiring entrepreneur is facing one is where to get started like what mm-hmm. area to go into what product what service many I and mean, i myself struggled because i was experimenting with different things i wasn't sure what was my final area the same thing i noticed in many aspiring entrepreneurs so in that that one obstacle the second obstacle is let's say if somehow they got the start how do you get your initial paying customers how do you keep building the pipeline. Those are the two fundamental challenges that I saw that aspiring entrepreneurs face. And uh, that got me thinking, so how can I help them overcome this, these challenges? And to unfortunately, what many people do is, because they don't know where to uh, start, they keep going from guru to guru, one person to another person, one course to another course, one workshop to another workshop, one seminar to another seminar. And then instead of taking action, they they become this perpetual student.
0: Yeah, it's what I like to call the shiny object syndrome. Oh, I think this will work next. No, wait, let's try this next. Let's try this next.
1: Correct. So, but when I spoke to entrepreneurs like yourself or other successful entrepreneurs in my podcast, one thing that became very clear, one question I always asked them was, hey, are you right now where you are when you got started? And 99% of the time, the answer is no. I started somewhere, I kept doing things, I I kept learning, I kept tweaking, and I'm here now. So if that is the case, why should anybody try to find the perfect starting point and then keep waiting? Instead, start somewhere. You know, however perfect or imperfect, you don't know when you start, but you first go and start. And then you learn in the marketplace who is the right customer, what are the pain points, how can you solve the problem, do you have the solutions with you or do you have to go acquire them, all those things you will know as you keep you know, doing things.
0: Absolutely. You know, as a copywriter and marketer myself, I know it's really important, right, to not kind of start with those ideas in your mind, right? You may have an idea about the product or the service or the offer you're making, but you also have to listen to the audience. What are people saying? What are people actually looking for? And, you know, the market kind of tells you uh, how you can best serve it. Uh, So, you know, you you call yourself the agile entrepreneur and uh, you talk about how you just need to get started. Uh, and then kind of follow a path. So tell me more about um, agile as applied to entrepreneurship.
1: Excellent. So well, while I was working full time, and one of the things that I did was I also managed uh, some programs where software development, application development was happening. And many of these people use something called an agile framework, right? That came into the horizon around 2001, 2000-ish timeframe. Basically the agile framework, what it had four fundamental you know, core principles. If I can translate those core principles, they are more like you know, adaptability, in the sense, as you learn more, as the requirements change, you adapt to the requirements because the, the requirements will change for sure. So your software development cannot happen rigidly based on some requirements somebody gave you six months ago. On an ongoing basis, you need to adapt. That's one. The mm-hmm. second one is collaboration, right? If you're developing an application to the customer, you need to show them something and see, hey, is this the right thing or not? As opposed to, in the past, people used to go into these dark rooms for three months, four months, and develop something and come back and say, hey, this is what it is. And then the person who really is going to use the application is like, no, this is not at all, right? So, so you need to have a constant you know, coordination uh, with the people who they're going to use the application. So that's the second thing. The third thing is keep iterating. Right. So in a sense, have like a, what they call a sprints, like every two week sprint. So within the two week sprint, develop something that you can show, but you keep iterating on a, every, you know, sprint basis. Right. So mm-hmm. that's a third aspect of it. And the, the fourth aspect of it is that, you know, take in, in a bytes as opposed to, I mean, in a sense, you have the overall, uh, what the application needs to be in the horizon, but and you know, keep, keep uh, you know, uh, in, in bites. So there's a fundamental principles that are there. I said, if I why can't I use that framework to building my company? Because the problem that entrepreneurs have, including myself, is that we get overwhelmed with so much stuff. I need to do mm-hmm. because I'm always oh I need to build this big you know Facebook like company, Instagram company, but they you know, took some time to develop, right? I don't have to worry about that right now. Right now, I only have to worry about two things. Get my business started and get my first paying customers, right? And then for that, and from a time perspective, I said, I will take literally 60 minutes every day, right? So that I can take a bite-sized aspect of something about the business. And then I will put a time frame of a 30 days. I want to do those two things in those 30 days, 60 minutes a day. That way, I will accomplish the launch of the business and, you know, focus on getting the paying customers.
0: Absolutely. I love what you're saying there about how, you know, there's these four parts, basically. You need to be able to adapt, to collaborate, to be willing to make different versions and to break things down into small things, which is in the in the part about, uh, you know, 60 minutes a day, right? So many of us, as you said, we have all the things to do, right? We have to do all the stuff on social media. We have to all the stuff about running the business. And, you know, we kind of get lost sometimes about working too much within what we're doing and not on what we're doing, right? So being able to set aside that 60 minutes a day to focus on the business itself. I, I love what you're talking about there. What what would you recommend people do in that sixty minutes a day? To uh, you know, once you open the business, right? You got started and you've landed the first client. What would you say would be the next step then in that sixty minutes?
1: A day? Since you're asking, Kimberly. So these you know go right into what I was about to say, right? If you <laughs> this into, there are two major pieces I right, talked about. One is uh, launch the business. The first 15 days, just focus on launching the business. The very first day, figure out what is the inventory of what I call your skills, your knowledge, your assets and attributes that you bring to the party. What is that you can offer? So first 60 minutes of the first day, you just take an inventory. The second day, then you focus on you know, who you think is the target customer. You don't have to be right. You know, forget, forget about that right now, right? 60 minutes, just do some market research. Who are the customers? What are the pain points? You know, that allows you for 60 minutes, right? And the next day, then you try to combine these things. Hey, this is what I have to offer. And these are the pain points. So what is my potential service that I could offer to them? The next third day. So likewise, every day you just focus on, you know, what, what is it I'm going to offer? Who are my customers? And then fifth day you do, what is the value proposition? The sixth day you do, what are the potential price points that I can offer? So every day you're doing one element of the business, the most critical elements to just launch the business. That's it. Right? one of the days could be in a website, not could be, it is a website, but don't focus on the perfect website. You know, just whatever you could get out as a first iteration off your website, just get it out there. And some businesses may not require a website. I know some entrepreneurs; they did not, you know, require a web, you know, website. They just went straight to the Facebook groups and they did, you know, I said, hey, this is what I'm offering. Uh, anybody's interested? And they were able to get their first customer within two weeks, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, one of the things uh, in the marketing world that I see is that people get so hung up on, I need to create that perfect marketing asset that they forget the reason why that you're you're doing that, right? You know, yes, you need a website, but your website is just a first step. It's just one way, one way of many that people can hear about what you do and discover how they can work with you. So, you know, getting something ready, getting something up instead of something perfect is is very important to take to heart.
1: Correct. I mean, some people I know spend two weeks just creating the logo. The question you have to ask yourself is that perfect logo, is it going to get you the first customer? You know, if it's not (laughs) that one, right? Initial thing is just get your name out there, get the company incorporated in however LLC, S corporation, whatever, get that thing out there and then get your website or where you can get an email or whatever, and then focus on what gets me that first paying customer. So, so 30 days is all, the, all about two parts. First part is, you know, launch your business, you know, get you out there. If you need insurance, go get the insurance, right? All that stuff. And the next 15 days, then every day I give 15 different strategies to you know, get those customer, right? These are all based on, um, So the book itself has 30 days. Each day has a featured entrepreneur. Mm. It starts with a story of an entrepreneur, what they have done. For example, there's one lady that I feature in San Diego. She, She was working as a pharmaceutical salesperson, but she wasn't happy with what she was doing. So she went out and said, I want to organize homes right? On over the weekend, she just put something out there in a Craigslist and Facebook group. And then by end of that next week, she got some leads. And then two weeks, she was in business. I mean, it's a part-time business. It's a side hustle. But the first year she got $12,000. And the next year she was able to quit her job.
0: That is a, not a bad story. And you know, it's so much easier for a lot of us to be able to kind of See somebody else go through it, right? Look at somebody else's journey, so that you know we can learn from what they did and then apply it to ourselves, so we don't make as many mistakes, right?
1: Correct. And there's another story. You know, we call it other people's audience strategy, OPA strategy. So this particular person is a content writer, a ghost writer. He said, "Hey, I'll go to my accountant. I will." ask accountant hey can you invite your clients i will teach them how to do a better copy how to write you know uh, uh, one piece of article or whatever i will teach them for free for one lunch hour i will actually give them the lunch and then uh, uh, in that one hour they'll get free lunch they will learn something in the process if any of them are interested then they will reach out to me and then after that in that lunch hour he was able to generate so $10,700 or whatever that we have a video of him talking about how he was able to get it, right? It's, it's a, you know, strategy, proven strategy that we lay out as one of the strategies that people could see of the 15 that we mentioned in the in book.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very true that there are so many different ways that you can build and scale that business. And, and the key is, you know, pick
1: one, see if it works for you, right? Exactly. Out of the 15, you don't have to do all 15 of them. Now pick, you know, three or four, but your fundamental focus should be, how do I get my first paying customer? Because the entrepreneurs that I spoke to in my podcast, they all talk about two or three ways that they built the business. I'm not talking about starting. After they started, how they built the customer referral, uh, customer pipeline. One is through Mm referrals. So if you have somebody, if you serviced, and then they will give you a reference right? A referral, right? That's one way they've built the pipeline. The other way is their own network, right? Many times we are shy about talking about ourselves and our business, but you know, how many times you, you know, if you go back and look at it, you know, many of the initial customers, uh, some of them, they come from your, from your network, friends and family, casual references, right?
0: Absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where if you don't talk about what you do, how is anybody else supposed to know that you do it?
1: Exactly. Right. So it's, it's again, another person um, they've sent out this uh, uh, within their domain, uh, real estate domain, They did some research and they sent out the emails. So the email marketing works and then the, the templates they use, we give them. So because we can always start from a template, we don't have to start from scratch. That's another uh, concept that is you know drilled throughout the book and throughout this whole agile methodology that uh, I keep talking about
0: absolutely so you know we're all about taking uh we're all about taking uh action on the audience converter podcast you know so if you had to tell people one thing to do as a takeaway what's the one piece of action they need to take away uh from this interview
1: i it's very simple you know stop after this one just go and act you know put your pen to the paper or whatever that is just you know f- uh, figure out what you can offer but just go act today and right now even if it's five minutes and a half an hour 60 minutes talk to your family and said for the next 30 days i'm going to focus on this business you know just 60 minutes a day that's it so i need your help with this and then take keep taking action
0: i think that's so important you know announcing it to the people closest to you letting them know what you're doing and then going out and and start doing it and, and launch the business and say, Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, this is how it's going to happen. And then, you know, take that action. So Ramesh, if people want to learn more about you, if they want to get in touch with you, learn more about the agile entrepreneur, where should they go?
1: Yeah, so primarily, I have started building my own personal uh, branding website. It's RameshDanta.com. R-A-M-E-S-H d-o-n-t-h-a and they get all the information about my podcast my books and then things that i do right there and apart from that uh, primarily i use two or three social media platforms again right so many people uh, myself included started with trying to be too much to too many things and i focused now on linkedin uh, pretty prolific, so please do connect with me on LinkedIn, and it's uh, Ramesh Danta. You should be there are not many Ramesh Dantas uh, that I saw last time, <laughs> <laughs> so it should be easy uh, for you to find out. And then uh, Twitter, it's Rk One. That's uh, the second one. And those are the two platforms that work for me. But if you want to read some of the articles that I wrote, you can go on Medium as well. So Medium is where I write to a lot of publications. LinkedIn is where I write uh, under my own byline. And then Twitter.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. You know, listeners, make sure to go out And, and look at Ramesh's website, RameshDanta.com, you know, got a lot of really great things there about how I I took a look earlier, you know, lots of great articles and resources for you about how to scale, how to grow and how to make sure that you're using your network to continue building up your business and uh, make sure when you reach out, uh, let them know you heard them on the audience converter podcast. Ramesh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your time with us today.
1: Oh, uh, fantastic Kimberly. And then by the way, if anybody comes to me and say that I found out through Kimberly, I will send them my f- uh, ebook for free. How about that?
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for that generous offer. Everyone remember to reach out to Ramesh RameshDanta at Rameshdantha.com and on LinkedIn and Twitter. And again, those links will be in the show notes. Ramesh, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. And uh, you know, everyone, take Ramesh's advice, right? Uh, After listening to this podcast, go ahead and uh, write down what you're going to do. Let people know that you're going to do it and then take action.
1: Thank you, Kimberly. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter
0: Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.